Hey, Moan, what's going on? Man, you know, yesterday we were a couple minutes late. A couple minutes late. You remember that? I do. We spoke about it, and guess what we said? Let's give them a little extra today. That's, what, that's definitely what we're doing here. Yes, DK. Let's <laughs> One of these days, we're going to get the timing down on that thing. <laughs> DK, you know what? I think it's better this way, man. Why do we have to be on the same schedule or how we're going to go about stuff? It's so awkward, though. It's like, and then you throw it to the intro, <laughs> and there's like, then there's no intro, and then we're like, yeah. What do you say? No, this is it right here. Justin, <laughs> it works, man. It works every uh, single time, man. Every that, time. Uh, what do they say? Sometimes messing this is worth it, right, DK? Uh, it's it's just, yeah, here now, Jim's our first complaint. Wow, early. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'm here for it, DK. By the way, speaking of messiness, right, what's up with you and this neat scarf look you got on? Who are you supposed to be, Carlton Banks? Oh, I didn't even realize I did this. This was yeah. not a. This was not a thing. I, yeah. I just it's it's like 80 degrees out here in Pittsburgh. Yeah. So I, I, I was like what I did was I took this just in case I needed it. Yeah, I thought she was moving to Beverly Hills or something, man, or 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 one of those nice counties in Pittsburgh, outside of Pittsburgh. Uh, this is the nice place, Mona. <laughs> I, you know me and me and being downtown here, I'm always happiest whenever I'm in the middle of everything, you know? I know. Uh, Here's how this works for anybody who might be new to this and wondering how on earth they stumbled upon this nonsense. All you have to do is go to YouTube Live or to uh, Facebook. You can also do this on Twitch, by the way. Yes. Uh, yes. There's all kinds of bud stuff going on. What's every and everybody's got something different here. Are you guys just making this up or what? I what is think this? so, man. I, I I think we are, unless because I got Pittsburgh alerts coming to my phone. And that one hadn't popped up yet. So I'll wait on, on the news break to break through on that one. And by the way, if we really wanted to fish for that story, too, that's one thing I've mm -hmm. kind of said moving forward. Like, I'm not the breaking news guy. I'm the respond and get more intel guy. But to break news is that's a hard task because you get caught in, caught up in today's media of, of, of breaking lies. And I don't want to do that one. Now, as of 20 seconds ago, however, the Steelers did make known that they have officially signed uh, Zach Gentry to a one-year contract and DeMonte Casey to a two-year contract. Now, these were known. Yeah. These were known. This is, not, uh, this is not some hot, big breaking news. But what ends up happening with the Steelers and any team is they have to wait until physicals are passed, paperwork yes. is processed. So they'll always look like, well, almost always look like they're really late because there's a million different ways to find out for reporters like us to find out, uh, you know, who actually agreed to terms on something. I don't see a single thing anywhere as it relates to budget. Me rate. either. I'm with, uh, I see, uh, I see what Rich Dollars is saying. Guess like Adam Schefter, like, yeah, no, I, I'm no. like, I don't want to live that life. That guy gets no sleep whatsoever. And you get caught up in a bunch of lies with that type of stuff too. So I'd rather not do that one. Yeah, there's a whole lot of that here. Nick wants to know, hey, Moan, do you think we'll have a, a, a home opener this year? You know what? Uh, I think you told me yesterday. We spoke about that off air a little bit. Mr. Rooney came out and said, hey, 
we we need to even this up a little bit. We're always on the road. Now, I know our crowd travels well, so you guys should pat yourselves on the back for that one. Just imagine you go to another stadium and fill up there. So I guess they're just trying to make sure the Steelers, uh, the Steelers meet everybody else's quota as far as money goes. So you never have to worry about us traveling. Moan, let, let's talk a little bit about something you wanted to bring up today about the the the, the dis, I don't think it was disparity, but it was more of a, a difference in approach between offensive line and defensive line and building those groups. Yes, I did, man. I brought this up because I think it's interesting. Right now, the biggest conversation we have, and I'll be honest with you, the last two draft uh, needs articles I've kind of scoured through a little bit have kind of said the, the Steelers still need an OL. The Steelers needed, you know, O-tackle, O-guard. And I was just like, wow, I didn't realize that was the case. So it made me kind of look back at where we are right now. And the way I kind of see it, I was just kind of thinking it is this is O-line versus D-line this year. Not necessarily in camp mode just yet, but in the sense of team building mode right now, DK. Mm-hmm. We're watching this uh, Steeler Nation team be built with the OL through free agency and that hasn't been the case in pittsburgh for a very long time and i'd almost guess if everything holds steady the way it is they're going to build this d line up through the draft and it's complete opposite of our era in which we came through dk you know they let us have time to kind of grow a little bit ben was already there and he could understand exactly what he was getting himself into he knew how to protect themselves in certain coverages or certain blitzes that were coming this way he was really good at understanding the defenses despite what people say that he didn't you know study the game and all that screw that the guy was good at checking the yes quick. <laughs> just you a little bit <laughs> but i'm looking at it and i kind of say to myself what do you need to speed up when it comes down to this team you need to speed up the development of the offense It is a very strong urgency to get this offense above board and into the 21st century when it comes down to playing football in the National Football League right now. And what they've done is something I hadn't seen them do at this rate. They've signed free agent offensive linemen. I look at this one and say, do they have time to let an O-line grow up with Kenny? No, they don't, DK. Too many hits. Too much pressure, not enough understanding of breaking down defenses. He could be ruined. And also, it's important to note, as you have many times, that this is the time to build your team for the championship while you still have the quarterback at less than 40 million bucks a year. A year. (laughs) year. Yes. And so you get a little grace on the defensive side of the ball to say, okay, where do we start picking? We'll end up picking guys, I feel like, for the defensive growth period in which this Steeler uh, rebuild is going through right now. I think we we poured the concrete, right, DK? We poured that. And now it's time to get the framing and putting a roof on this house. And I, I like the route in which they're going. I had to really evaluate and say, we didn't go through this. We were so steady for so long and Ben knew how to really operate the offense that they just kind of let us take our bumps and bruises. They can't do that anymore, DK, especially in AFC North where you're in this arms race against the Cincinnati Beagles moving forward. I'm impressed by the strategy in which they're doing this right now, man. And I'll say this too. I'd much rather take somebody else's used goods in a marginal year. I mean, with, with marginal years, those four, five, even Isaac is at like seven, eight years, still good ball in them to where James Daniels came in, no sacks. Mason Cole is now becoming a leader in that offensive line room. And then you also got Isaac, who comes from a championship team, understands how to play that position. And you still got Chooks, who's been there, that can really hold on to the traditions of what Pittsburgh Pittsburgh has really been built upon. But the left tackle position, whether it be Dan Moore or do the outside analysts still think 
they're going to go get an old tackle. I saw Broderick Jones actually 17 pick to the Steelers. I yeah. don't know what it looked like, but there's still question marks, but you got most of it out of the way, DK. Yeah, that I mean, to me, everything that you're talking about as it relates to the – I don't want to say construction of the offensive line because we're way yeah. past construction. I think we're looking we more at completion. Okay. And, yeah. and, and, and to me, that's, that all comes down to Dan Moore. How do they feel about him? Now it's one thing to hear what they say. Okay. Cause they also said a lot of good things about Kevin Dotson. And the next yeah. thing you know, Hey everybody meet Isaac. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no. Okay. Hey, Shocked me. Here's Isaac. I didn't see that coming. Uh, because everything that I'd heard even behind the scenes was positive about dots and not necessarily as much about more. So I, I, I don't know, man. I, I, I could see because left tackle is so expensive oh my. through free agency where they just said, listen, that's the one position we're going to set off to the side for the draft. Shh. Okay. You yeah. see what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, it's, it's very interesting, though. But on the other side of the ball, as far as Cam them go, I think it's appropriate that Cam is going to age old gracefully, right? I think we can kind of assume that. If Cam is able to still pursue after the ball, so having his mindset on that defensive side of the ball for the young D lineman, uh, I still think he needs a, a veteran. I do think that still, DK, uh, to it retiring, man, really just put that room on his head. Uh, so being able to find another guy that's a to it like so that he understands how to play Pittsburgh Steelers defense on the front line, it's necessary. And I think that's probably going to be built up through the draft. When we come back, the only segment that matters. Hey, Moan. At DK Pittsburgh Sports, we take pride in coverage that connects our city's fans to their favorite teams. Now, that connection's stronger than ever. Introducing our all-new state-of-the-art app. Find expert inside reporting and original podcasts. Check live box scores. Track the latest stats. Chat it up with our community of thousands of fans, all in one place. The new app from DK Pittsburgh Sports. Coverage that connects. This portion of the Ramon Foster Show is brought to you by our friends at the Get-Go Cafe and Market, where quality is at the core of every menu item. It's not one expert chef, Moan. It's not two. It's three. It's three expert chefs who fine-tune every detail so that every sub-burger, salad, wrap, drink, and app is crafted for crave-ability. Order your favorite entry at the Get-Go Cafe and Market today. Better believe it. it we are gonna do some diving in here yeah. on everything that you've got for hey moan wait not brian because he didn't say hey moan instant <laughs> instant disqualification here like rocco it, says like hey it. moan can darnell Wright from where from tennessee the volunteer can darnell Volunteers. Wright be a legitimate option at left tackle or is he strictly a right side guy he asks y'all to play right tackle that's my only hiccup in me having a Tennessee guy on that team is is he capable yes everybody I know that's seen him and I've seen him I've met him I interviewed him all the things <laughs> he's a West Virginia kid he's a former five-star can he play it yes does he want to play it I don't know because that's a different thing man it's just like I'll I'll, I'll give you this okay uh Rocco that's just like asking asking the Castro to play left guard when he came in 
Some stuff you just leave alone. If he really increased his stock on the right side of the line. The team that drafted him, I would probably keep him on the right side of the offensive line too. But his measurables suggest he is a left tackle. And he came out and mostly played most of his career at Tennessee at left tackle too. But he had his best year at right tackle for the ball. So really interesting. Yeah, it's there's a, there, there's a lot of moving parts within that to say the least, but – yeah, we're we're not that far away from it. Steeler we're girl, not. Steeler girl says, "DK and Moan, do you guys think Kenny will have more freedom this season, or do you honestly think Matt Canada will still hold the key to the handcuffs?" She brings uh, the drama. I hear it. Uh, he's got to uh, let the leash go out a little bit. It's one of those things where if he get out of hand, just yank him real quick. He'll come back to the doghouse and just get it together. Uh, the way I view it is, if he don't let the leash out some. Kenny won't grow. And if Kenny don't grow, this offense is as stagnant as it ever could be. Uh, he's got to figure out what level of play is he. The rookie interceptions to me were just that. Defenses were different. Does he know how to break down a defense and really squeeze the ball in tight spaces now? That's the way I view Kenny moving forward from here on out. How many years is it that Ben said a quarterback's supposed to have? That, the same number as the executive chefs at the <laughs> get-go cafe and market. It is. You need about three years. <laughs> yeah. This is the year for mistakes, self-learned mistakes when it comes down to Kenny Pickett moving forward. So, yeah, he's supposed to let him uh, roam a little bit in the dog park. We have uh, Albie Quirky, your favorite name on here, says, Hey, Moan, with coaches and scouts watching game tape, wouldn't it make more sense for the combine and the pro days to be done wearing practice slash game day equipment? Uh, combine and pro day two totally different things. Too. Very much so. Yeah. The combine is mostly for medical weights, all that type of stuff, measurables and everything that you got to do. The pro days is where they really break you down. And truth be told, the equipment side of what you're doing, I'll be quirky. It doesn't matter because I love saying his name. I just can tell. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I love saying that'll be Quirky's name, man. Uh, but but the, the equipment side of it doesn't matter. They need to see how you move. They need to see uh, how much they can dog you out in those workouts because it's a matter of what you will and won't do. And they can tell a whole lot about a guy, the way he gets off the line of scrimmage, bends the corner, what's his flexibility like. When you put on those pads, truth serum, right, DK? Oh, Either yeah. you've got it. Or, you, or don't. you don't. There is no in-between when it comes down to equipment. All the equipment is going to do is make them tired quick, and most coaches just want time to break you off, Albie Carkey. Swan is going to challenge you based on your opening uh, segment today. Who would you take if you were in the draft room as the number one defensive lineman? Number one defensive lineman. That's a tough answer to give to you. What if you moved up? If you move up, even with all his issues, Jalen Carter, hands down, no question about it. I like the kid from uh, Clemson. Also, his his name escapes me right now, but they got a really good defensive lineman that I like. That position is is I saw somebody say earlier has gotten very expensive. It has, yeah, uh, which is why I think you choose to build it through the draft. Give me a big body playmaker, man. That's what I want. Cam's a big body guy. Give me a big body playmaker that can rush the passer. I don't have specific but uh, specific names for you because it's not in front of me, but uh, that's, that's where I'm at. Yeah, Dante points out that it's Brees. Brees, that's yeah. who it is. I like him. I yeah. do like him a lot. Brent Haynes, thanks for that, Dante. Brent, Brent Haynes says, hey, hey, Moan. Hang on, no. He's got some all caps there. Yeah, he does. He, he, do it, do it. Hey, Moan! <laughs> How do you feel about our slot cornerback and who could upgrade it? Now, 
before you get on that, Ramon, I, 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 as the personal representative of the Arthur Mallette fan club, and as a guy who has defended yeah, Mallette have. against all, because he brings this to the field. He is a run stopper. He is not great in coverage. Okay? Yeah. yeah. Do you replace him? Remember, he's under contract. Or do you say, hey, uh, we're just going to find – we're going to let him focus on the run and we're going to go with three safeties in the back or whatever it is to try to compensate for pass coverage? Uh, I'll say this. Uh, Whoever it is got to be position flexible right now. Keely Ringo is a guy of Georgia I know that's very good in coverage himself. He's slated as a late first-rounder. Could the Steelers make something happen for a guy like him? Yes. Only reason I mentioned his name, I saw him first and forehand. He's that good. Uh, and then there's a multitude of guys, too. B-Mac dropped out uh, a couple of guys last week, too. Number one corner to him was Devin Witherspoon. I don't think we're going to be able to get a guy like him. But if you look at it, Cam Smith, another dude out of South Carolina. He, South Carolina, y'all, has been a haven for really good cornerbacks in this league as of late in the last few drafts. I like that. And y'all might be thinking, too, as I hit myself with this microphone, they're all SEC guys, but that's mostly who I watch, too. I've seen those dudes, and I'll say this. The receivers that come out of the SEC, you better have some dudes that can cover them, and they have been proven, and I'm not crapping on the ACC or pit anything like this, but I like the playmaking ability of dudes out of the SEC. David says, what was it like to be the union rep? A headache, thankless, uh, <laughs> always having to have an answer for somebody, man. It was something that I really took on, on with a on lot of pride. St- on, on stupid stuff, though, too. A lot of it, stupid stuff. It's, it's like, <laughs> I don't want to say being a dad, but it's a very thankless job. Uh, for a bunch of people that don't care about it. And you know how it is too, David, too. A lot of people don't care about unions. They think they're bad because it's going at what you love or what pays you. Unions are good because now we watch guys get about $40 million a year and the floor of base minimums in the NFL is about to hit a million within like the next two or three years too. Right. Think about that. Yeah, it's overdue is actually what I'm thinking here more than anything else. Yeah, it is. Uh, Kim says, hey, Moan, some have described the Steelers' offense as safe and predictable. Uh, What are your thoughts on the moves they've made so far? I I presume that that, that she means just this offseason toward, you know, toward changing that maybe from being so predictable. I'll tell you like anybody's uh, (laughs) – like Coach Tomlin tell us in the meetings when it comes down to what we are as a team. Or what's his expectations for you on the field? Kim, he wants you to be a, a, a number one on McDonald's menu. Do you know what that means? No matter if you go to Japan, China, Russia, Canada, a number one is a Big Mac. He needs his players and his teams to be a number one on the field. You know what you're getting out of them. These moves are just what you are as a team. You're a team that's very stable when it comes down to how you present yourself on the field off the field, and the expectations Sunday, Mondays, and Thursdays. That's what you are. So safe? No, it's just what Pittsburgh needs. Victor says, do you guys like Hugh Kelly Blue? He's got that Mike Tomlin connection from what I've heard. Everybody has a Mike Tomlin connection. Don't, do. don't, don't overestimate that. You, uh, and- he, he puts his fingernails into, <laughs> into every pile of dirt he can find when it comes to football. <laughs> Everyone has a connection to Tomlin. They do, and this is the thing, too. A lot of people just love Coach Tomlin. If I can be honest with you, they just do, and they rather play for a guy like him also. So 
I'm with DK on this one. Don't read into anything that, that Coach Tomlin does, says, connection to, or love. That's the same way we all were thinking last year, who was going to be the Pittsburgh Steelers starting quarterback? Malik Willis. Didn't we all think that? I mean, everyone saw the reaction that he had at that at that pro day and him following around and him smiling and you, I like you, I'm going to be da, da, da. And you think because you don't see it, if, if you're, you know, a casual fan, even diehard fans don't get to see interactions like that very often. We see it at practice. You experienced it for yeah. 11 years. Yeah. He wants to test people. He wants to get to know them. He wants to push your button and see how you react when a guy who's been in the league for a decade and a half yeah. uh, says your name. Okay, yeah. he wants to see. Do you turn around and go, oh, "Hello, Mr. Tomlin"? Because then he doesn't want you to be his quarterback. He does. That's exactly what he, he does. Never man. stops coaching. The victor is this right here, DK. Tomlin likes to mess with people, and you can't read them. You try to, but you just can't read them, DK, when it comes down to that stuff. Because as you said a second ago, DK, he's just a football purist. And whatever he can do, he's going to do it when it comes down to you learning, uh, when, when it comes down to him learning as much as he possibly can about a player. Paul says, hey, Moan, do you see any of these left tackle prospects in the draft as an immediate improvement over a third year, Dan Moore? That's where the issue comes into play. Right. Uh, because the guys you're going at, the most game-ready guy is Peter Skoronsky out of Northwestern. Uh, the guy I think is is really refined and you like a whole lot is uh, the kid out of Ohio State, uh, Paris Johnson. The right. guy with the highest ceiling, most athletic to me, is Broderick Jones. And Pittsburgh has the ability Jeez. to get Paris or Broderick, but he's young as hell. And then you got to also say to yourself, with all the knowledge that Dan Moore has and the scars that he picked up last year, is a rookie going to be a, a far above where he is, or will there still be a learning curve for a young guy that learned that's learning how to play left tackle in the NFL for the first time, who's also young? Even if you get Paris Johnson or if you get uh Broderick Jones, both of them are very young, y'all. And a related question that's a very good one, which is Hey Moan, when did the game slow down for you? Oh, that is such well, a because, good question. Because before, before you answer, I just want to throw in here that Dan Moore. I'm so glad that the original question was phrased as Dan Moore after three years. Yeah. Okay. Because that's the part that people forget that this is like fantasy football and you're just plug and play. Oh, put this guy in because he's got better potential. When you're picking at number 17, in my own estimation, you're not factoring in immediacy at all. You want the best football player. If that means it'll be the best football player in two or three years, that's the one you want. 100 percent for me it slowed down for the understanding of the business of the nfl around year two when i really caught my stride was year three to four when i understood angles what it took to be a pro that's the thing about pittsburgh you you don't have the grace of picking in the top 10 to where you get a joe thomas type of dude you don't have that one of those uh uh, uh those those Hall of Fame suggested like tackles. You don't get that, uh, and and that's what you have to deal with. So, yeah, it was about second year of understanding how to practice. It was years three and four of really knowing how to be a pro. That's the reason they do those rookie deals three to four years before you have to re-up too. 
because then they can just go get another young dumb dude. Anthony Bruski, no doubt Teddy's brother, says, Hey, Moan, was there a time that Mike Tomlin had you shaking? Yeah, I've told this before. My rookie, that rookie year, because I was so young and dumb. He put me up on the big board. <laughs> you were okay. Dumb. I had uh, what I thought, what well, everybody was telling me I was going to make the team. And I was just like, I couldn't believe it. I'm an undrafted dude, right? And, and then uh, we go out there the first day in pads. And Coach Tomlin, every day, there's a summary of, pra- summary of practice of what he does and don't like and stuff like that. Highlights and lowlights, too. And, and I'll never forget, we go into the classroom at Latrobe College, at, at St. Vincent College in Latrobe. And he puts all his slides up. And the next slide, I don't know why I was getting hot. I just felt like the heat was on me. And in the middle of the big whiteboard in front of the entire 90 players inside of that room was my face with the words, don't take it. Because I got work. Kiesel got me. Kersky got me. Hokey bro got me. It was just a bad day for your boy as a young pro. Do you understand me? And he put me up there and said, don't take it. And I was just like, well, if it's don't take it, I got to get cut then, right? But what it was was Coach Tomlin is one of those, like you said, he's a smart dude. He knew that was going to get me going. And he said that every day of practice for like the next three years until we found another don't take it guy. It was after my first day in practice pads at uh, at camp. He the let part, it be known. The part that gets me about that story every time I hear it is that he didn't have to do that. No, okay? no. He could have just said undrafted. I, 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 you know, you're going to do that. Get out of here. I, I don't have time for this. I got to deal with these players over here. I got to <laughs> deal with these guys who I invested a draft pick in. He didn't have to do that. He didn't have to put you on any kind of spot to try whether that was a tear you down to build you back up or whatever it is or to just build you up. He didn't have to do that. Yeah. No, he didn't. That's an inv- that is a potentially I got chills thinking waste, about waste, but no, but I, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like think about it from his perspective. Yeah. Okay? No offense here, Moan. No, like, I'm with you. He he's he just doesn't have to do that. Yeah, uh, I, I like that, and it, I, he, he's very similar to Mike Hilton. Yeah, it was. Uh, that's what he did to Mike Hilton. You're 100 correct. Jordan Dangerfield, Roosevelt Knicks told him you can't catch the ball. All of those things. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, he he does it to Cam to this day. Mike you Wallace, old Cam, Mike, Mike Wallace. Oh, one trick pony. One trick pony. Oh, you see what I'm saying? Like for the right minded guys, you respond. How about, how about in the in Ben's last season? Do you remember the whole spiral? He was challenging the, the tightness yeah. of his spiral. Yeah. Come on. Or, I've seen it a little tighter. I think it was the exact. Oh, yeah. Or, or let's think about this. And I'm here. You said it, too. Sometimes I heard him say it, too. Sometimes when we were really walking the hallways and inside of the building in practice and we, we were that good, he used to mess with the young D linemen, call them muffle screamers. He just what? like, the old, oh, my gosh. The online is just going to dog y'all out. Y'all some muffled screamers is what you would call them. What's that even mean? Just mean we would just suffocate them out. They couldn't win a, a day at practice or it, they needed to catch up with us. That's what it was. They needed to catch up with what the O-line was doing for us to be good. That was the underlying of it all. So he prodded at them to get that out of their production. That's what it was. Swan, Swan's asking me if I was ever told by a good source that the Steelers were definitely taking player X if he was available in the draft, <laughs> but then they said took player Y. This affords me the opportunity to warn everybody that over the next couple of weeks, you're going to be reading, hearing, and seeing a lot of stuff that's just made up. Okay. Yeah. Mike Tomlin 
Omar Khan and before him, Kevin Colbert, even they don't know who they're taking until their turn comes, whether that's 17, 32, mm-hmm. 49, or the seventh rounder. Yeah. That's, that is the honest to God's truth based on testimony from everybody who's ever been in that room. Yeah. There's a board. They follow it. But any reporter who's telling you, hey, I'm hearing that they're going to take so-and-so, even they don't know. It's someone trying to build their individual brand. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's the LOL to Mike T right there because it's just what he does. No, we're not taking, or that was that to the, uh, was that to the taking player X of Y is available. Isn't available. Yeah. Either one here. We'll, we'll accept the LOL here. Uh, Pete has a problem here. He, he says, I just logged on. Yeah, that's real. There's 360 people watching. We've got 137 likes. Now, unless everyone has instead taken the time to go and subscribe to the channel. Yeah. And it's unacceptable. It's unacceptable. unacceptable. Come on, y'all. Let's let's do this thing the right way, man. It's Taco Tuesday. Y'all get it together. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> here, uh, Tristan, uh, who, who passed by our, sh- our shop earlier today here downtown, says Mike Tomlin is the greatest motivator of men I can think of. Literally, the only other person I can think of is David Goggins. I have no idea who David Goggins is. Uh, I think is he the former Marine motivational speaker, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I think he runs um, all the time. Uh, American runner. Good call yeah. on your part. You know what's crazy? I And I didn't know who he was when I was working out one of those hot Tennessee summers and he ran by. I think he lives here in Tennessee and he was running by the field as I was working out. Yeah, he's a big time dude, man, if I'm not mistaken. A retired Navy SEAL who once wrote a memoir called Can't Hurt Me. <laughs> I've been knowing. This is somebody you'd be shoving around in the line at Chipotle if he gets on your nerves, right? Serious dude, though, man. I saw him running just going on crazy, man. Yeah, he's good. That's that's some pretty good stuff there here. And everybody's talking about Goggins now. Hey, Moan, give me some football advice for my young kids. Oh, this is good because I'm giving it to my kids. Be intentional. What? Okay? Be intentional about football. Football's not like basketball. It ain't like flag football. It it ain't like any of those baseball, none of that. Be intentional with what you're doing. Understand that everything that you say you're going to do, you better do it when it comes down to football because football is very physical. And if you're going to play it, respect it that way. There is no room for crying. Is that room for growth? Heck yes. But what I will tell you is whatever you think you're going to do or want to do, be intentional about it. Do not disrespect the game by thinking it's cute. Not everybody's going to be catching the ball like Odell Beckham. Nobody's going to be out there dogging folks like Aaron Donald if they don't work hard at it. Football is a very hard sport, and parents, let them grow in it too. He might be small now, and he might grow a little bit bigger later. That's where I'm at with football. Respect the game. The cute stuff, no, it's still a very physical game. When you say stuff like be intentional, and I'm asking, I'm not asking this facetiously. When you say stuff like that to RJ, you know, a little bit older, more mature, whatever, what's his reaction? He Did looks he, at me he, with, 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 with what? With strong understanding. He does. Yes. That's actually really cool. And my youngest, too. Like, he gets it now. Because he sees RJ reacting like that. He does. And he know what dad went through to play this game. That's why I tell people, like, man, I don't like the cute stuff in the sport. Are you supposed to have fun? Yeah. But that whole let me try to move out because it's cool or I saw it on social media, football, social media football ain't real football. Those dudes you see making those catches, those passes, it takes a lot of work. So respect it as such. 
We're going like to close Tom. I know, but actually, so does be intentional. That's why I asked. But uh, the reason I say that, though, DK, because it's such a hard sport and so much goes into it. The, the bone breaks, the concussions, the physical aspect of it. And I think that's just the best word to describe how yeah, you got to approach it. You know what I thought of when you said it before we get to our last question was What's that? the um, and you know this from RJ's pitching that you'll hear pitching coaches use the terminology a lot about committing to a pitch. Oh, yeah. Okay, for people who don't know what I'm talking about here, you want your pitcher, because they're on the mound, you want them to feel 100% confident in what they're about to throw, okay? And that means commit yourself to that pitch, to that moment. Don't worry about the count. Don't worry about the base runners. Don't worry about the situation, the crowd, Anything else, just you have been told what to pitch. Your catchers put down the sign, commit to that pitch. That's what be intentional sounded like to me when you first said it. It does, man. And and that's just the way I've always approached it, DK, is you better go. And and this is the other thing, too. Parents of bigger kids, don't hold them back. If they're me, it ain't your problem that those kids are small. Don't say, whoa, let them go get them, and you can control it from there on after. I've seen too many big kids be in the field and be playing like they're five foot one. No, if he big, tell them, give them everything they're expecting. And if your kid is fast, be that. From there, you can mold it from there. Yep. Simon does finish us off for today. He says, if three top players unexpectedly fall to 17, what is the decider positional need? A legacy connection like PZ Jr. or just overall ability? Overall ability. Best available means just that. B.A. Best available. If he does just a little bit better than PZ, yeah. Now, if we're talking about a second-round pick, third-round pick, and it's something like that, I could see a wink and a nod. Be like, man, we're going to take care of young boy. But, no, if we're talking about a first-round pick, y'all. I was just sent the list of the last 30 first-round picks for the Steelers. Only six didn't work out, D.K., you know, you're going to get a chance. Let's put it that way. Whoever you are, you're going to get a chance. You have the ability to make it into Latrobe. Uh, you had the talent and the hard work and everything else that it took to get to Latrobe. From there, you've got a chance. Everyone out there has a chance. There have been countless examples, yourself included, uh, that, 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 that leap to mind yeah uh, in this case so don't even take the draft itself once you have the class don't say oh here's here's who you got you have no yeah. idea you no have doubt no idea jalen warren's there to talk to you afterward okay oh no doubt about it Carl, right? what's that supposed to mean <laughs> moan sounding like a football player amen i always sound like a football player right i love that stuff though i'm glad y'all can tap into that side of me dk seen me go there before oh yeah oh yeah well that's cheating though because i've seen you in i mean <laughs> in the in the heat of the battle whenever yeah. it's in, whenever it's in this environment it, it takes a little it takes a little bit of poking uh, the bear let's, let's let me it. let me end it with this one because this oh, yeah. is a really good one because i i love this one okay uh we were in denver it says uh kenneth moses says hey mo what is your funniest uh in the huddle moment and oh, it's we no. were in denver one time and i knew some i got some friends on the denver squad and stuff like that and we ended up making the play and one of their young guys run on the field talking trash and I just yelled to him, hey, I'll tell you the guy named Wesley. I was like, hey, Wes, who, who is he? We didn't even see him on the scout me, uh, the scout tape. And his whole entire defense just bust out oh, laughing because he got rubbed so bad. Wesley Williams is a really good friend of mine. So he and his entire defense just started laughing at the young dude who was trying to talk trash. I was like, 
what's your name on the back of your jersey? We don't even know you. Wow. Well, that was pretty bad. That was that was funny. Everybody busts out laughing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, except in women's basketball. It's not funny at all when you do it. Ooh. Oh, he said that. <laughs> no doubt about it, good people. Let's do it again uh, tomorrow. I got to travel tomorrow. So travel tomorrow. So I got a, a NFL meeting. I got to go to in Miami because of travel. We could make it work, but you guys deserve the we'll best see. quality. We'll, yeah, see. we'll save it to Thursday. Bye, guys. We are. I left it on. <laughs> He's like the Pixar <laughs> lamp after Toy Story after the credits run. <laughs> you never know what the ending credits are going to be. That's right. See, now you got to watch from now on. Bye, everybody. See y'all.